Hey guys, and welcome back to the You Know The Drill podcast, podcast hosted by me, Ferris, and my mate Robbie, two fourth-year dental students producing content for all your dental needs. Whether you're a dental student or applicant, if you want to learn more about the reality of dentistry, this is a podcast for you. If you want to keep up to date with all our episodes, follow our podcast on your platform of choice, and check out our Instagram and TikTok at You Know The Drill Podcast. Thank you. So, today we are joined by Adam Norton, aka at Positive Smile Club, to talk about Leeds Dental School, where he is studying dentistry in the UK. Adam will give us more insight into Leeds Dental School, including the course structure and the benefits of studying there. We hope this episode will be beneficial to those of you who are applying for dental school, but are unsure of where you want to study. So, without further ado, welcome onto the podcast, Adam. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you both for having me. I'm uh, I'm excited to, to have a chat, yeah. Yeah, should be pretty chill. I think uh, it'll be good to give some context. So we've just come off from uh, Egypt beating Cameroon in the uh, <laughs> Africa <laughs> Nations semi-final. So, you know, it's good that we won because this podcast would have had a very different image. Yeah, I, I was a little bit apprehensive about that. I was thinking, <laughs> you boys are going to be really down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't worry. We came through in the end. Uh, we didn't even sell her in the penalties. But yeah, anyway, so putting the uh, spotlight back on Adam. So Adam, if you had to just summarize yourself, what you do, just very quickly for the guests. Uh, so yeah. Um, as you said, I'm a fourth-year dental student at Leeds. Um, as you said, also, I have a, um Instagram account. I'm now a YouTube channel called Positive Smile Club, where I do interviews with dentists, trying to find out a little bit more about kind of outside of dental school, things they don't teach us at dental school and kind of the mm. real world of dentistry. Um, and, yeah, outside of kind of dentistry, I don't have a life now. I mean, I like football. Um, <laughs> I'm a United fan. I go to the gym. Uh, okay, cool. All right, cool. We'll, we'll yeah. finish this podcast another day, lads. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, reading. I also like reading books when I can and mm-hmm. uh, listening to some podcasts. So yeah, that, that's me really. Lovely, perfect, and um, it, it's good to hear that you kind of have a bit of a balanced life proving to everyone as a dental student it's not just work so thank you adam for like you know bringing it out there that we don't just uh, look at books all day it's only like 23 hours um (laughs) but yeah so what actually initially drew you towards studying at leeds so for me leeds i mean leeds was i think was always my first choice and i'm not really sure why but i went i went to the open day with my mates from school and we just had like the best day like we looked around the campus i remember coming to the campus and it's it's quite a nice, like, green, I think it was a really sunny day, and we just had, like, such a laugh, and I just got really good vibes from Leeds, um, and also, really, it was the location that it was, you know, I'm from Manchester, so it's kind of close enough to home that if there's ever, like, a problem or I need something, mm-hmm. I can nip back in, like, 45 minutes, and, but it's also not home, and I really didn't want to stay at home, so uh, there was no, like, oh, yeah, this is Leeds, I just got, you know, I had a good day, it was sunny, uh, which it never really is in these, to be fair. Uh, yeah. It's freezing all the time, so that was that was false advertising. And yeah, it was it was the location really. Mm, fair enough. And um, when you're applying to Leeds, obviously, there's a couple of things that I think the listeners will be interested here. So first of all, what was the requirements when you were applying? So yeah, my requirements were I think pretty standard, apart from maybe you boys at Kings. I don't know if that's about ours was yeah three A's, so an A in mm. biology, an A in chemistry, and then an A in any other subject. Nice. And then the other thing about applying was that um, when we were applying, obviously we're the same year. Um, mm-hmm. They were the only university in the UK or the only dental school in the UK that required the the BMAT. 
So um, why why did you opt to, to put yourself through that and do another, um, you know, admissions test as well as the UCAT, obviously? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean that was just really because Leeds was my first choice, but mm. it, it is difficult and it is really difficult to manage your time. I remember, like, my chemistry teacher was, like, calling my parents in saying he's getting these in this homework and he's not focusing and oh, wow. he's you know you're not doing your thing but i'm like you don't understand i've got my interviews i've got my beam i've got my uk cat and it doesn't matter like right now that's the priority because i need to get my my offers mm. and my interviews and that, that's that's where it's at so yeah it, it's a lot at the time and obviously only do the BMAT if you're really considering leads but um, mm. yeah for me leads was where i wanted to go so it was it was never really um a consideration not to do it really mm. yeah it's interesting you say that because um it, it, it's a big decision to do the bmat and i know we're, we're touching on this a lot but it's because it's such a unique feature of leads is having to do that extra examination just mm-hmm. so people you know know that are applying generally speaking of the i think it's 14 dental schools that you can apply to as undergrads i think the only one that has a admissions test which is called the bmat is leads mm-hmm. all the other 13 just take something else called the ucat which we've covered before on the podcast, which, so yeah, it's just interesting to see like um, the logic behind it. But as you said, when mm. you really do love a university and it's, it's the one that you want to go to, the, I, I guess those tests just, they're just part of the process, aren't they? You kind of just have yeah, to do it, get out of the way. Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's a, the BMAT, it's a, it's a strange one because I think it's, it's mainly like GCSE sciences revision, a bit of maths, and then you finish it off with an essay. So, I mean, <laughs> you do, and you do have to prepare, but it is, it's a lot yeah. of revision of GCSE, but, it's been two years since you've done GCSEs and mm. especially I did biology chemistry. There's, there's quite a lot of physics in there, which I did not enjoy at all. So it is like, say it's a big time commitment and it is something to, to really consider. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, all right. So now that you're studying and you've got into Leeds and, and you're in your fourth year, we'll ask you a bit more about the course and, and whatnot. So first of all, how big is the cohort? So um, it's about, I'm pretty sure in our year it's about 80 people, um, but mm-hmm. Leeds, and I don't know if this is similar for other unis as well, but in the first year we're with, we're like a, a combined year with the hygiene therapist. So your first year is actually, I think it was about 125 people. Oh, wow. um, so it's like 80, 80 of dentists and 40 hygiene therapists, but then after first year there, we're kind of separated. So yeah, but it, uh, it's, a, it's a nice size year because I think in the medics it's like at Leeds it's like 400 people and people yeah. say they don't really know everybody but um you know it, you'd be you'd be doing pretty badly if you weren't kind of at least aware or have really spoke to most people in the year um you yeah know, you kind of yeah you get to know everyone which is nice yeah no I think having that nice you know intimate um you know co- cohort size is 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 a a positive as opposed to having a large cohort size like medicine for example um but no fair enough all right and then a bit about the course structure so um you know what what kind of modules do you cover um and and how is it really like laid out between each year mm-hmm. yeah no good question i mean first year is is really strongly theoretical and i mean i i had the kind of impression not knowing mm. a lot about it is that like, I've done my A levels, I've done all the like the not irrelevant stuff, but like I've proven I can learn things. But you kind of do come in and it's it's a lot of anatomy, kind of learning tooth development. There's like addition reactions in chemistry, um, microbiology, immunology. 
So it, it is obviously relevant, but it's it's a lot of sciencey stuff that you know really does bring to A level in first year. And I think at Leeds we maybe only had two or three kind of practical sessions, kind of building up a tooth out of wax, and I think we did a little bit of maybe putting rubber dam on, um, yeah, and stuff like that. So first year is very very theoretical, but then I mean for us, and this was pre-COVID, second year then is a big step up. Um, second year is your first kind of clinical year. Um, you're seeing your first perio patients and at Leeds not anymore but hopefully they do get back to it is that you assist mm. for the fourth years um, and you learn a lot from them so they're doing kind of their endos and their crowns and their bridges um, mm. and, and everything and you can well, help them and you see how they work and how they work with the patients and then also in second year you're spending a lot of time in, in the clinical skills labs you're doing your simple um, fill-ins your amalgams and your composites um, so that yeah, that's a big part of second year. Third year, you then at Leeds, not anymore, but hopefully again going back to normal times in third year, yeah. you then assist for the fifth years, which is pretty exciting. It's something that we missed out on. Um and then once you know you kinda getting onto clinics, you're doing the fill-ins that you've practiced in second year, and then you're in the clinical skills labs, you're doing crowns, you're doing endo, you're doing dentures um so it's it's kind of like the, the the next step up it's a big step up in the things you're aware of and also then you're starting to learn about um kids and pediatric dentistry and mm. you learn kind of how to deal with them and all the kind of special treatments that you can do um on kids and then fourth year which is which is my year really you're starting to think about your cases and pre-covid you would be anyway and you'd be doing a bit more of the, the complex stuff, which we really haven't even started yet. So as I said, yeah. the endos and the crowns and the, you know, maybe dentures. Um, and this year we do have a kind of, again, it's a big science module called clinical medical science. And it, it does kind of feel like we're doing a medical degree rather than a, a dentistry degree at times because mm. it's really, it's a huge, huge module. But, um, you know, you do have to be aware of it. Um yeah. And then fifth year is, I mean, I speak to the fifth years, I was speaking to them today and they're so tired at the moment. It's just, I think, because of COVID, and hopefully for, I know, for you guys listening who are applying by the time you get to your final year, it will be a little bit more relaxed and you'll have the workload spread out. But um, yeah, it's kind of, it's very clinical, seeing patients, building your cases. Um, and then, you know, that's the main focus by the time you get there. Okay, fair enough. It's pretty sound. It's uh, There's some similarities mm. to to king so um yeah no fair enough okay so i was gonna ask you when do you get exposure to patients but you've already answered that so mm -hmm. we'll move on to the next question which i think is a very very interesting aspect of leeds so leeds are the only dental school in the uk that offer a joint master and bachelor you know undergraduate dentistry degree if that makes sense so mm -hmm. rather than getting bds you end up with mchd or bchd um so yeah so can you tell us <laughs> <laughs> <Can> you... <laughs> i knew that i get you boys <laughs> <laughs> no no it's fair, it's fair, it's fair. <laughs> um could you tell us a bit more about uh, you know like what that title actually what those sorry initials actually mean after your name and what like the extra requirements you have to do to, to kind of get that um, as a degree. Yeah, no, of course. Um, so, yeah, that's the master's that we get. So it's it's a bit of a weird structure, I think, we have. So in third year, we actually get a degree, I think, it's in oral sciences. Um, 
So I think I think I was I was told that they put it in there that if say you get to the kind of clinical stages and you decide dentistry is not for you, you've kind of not wasted three years, the first three years, and you get a degree in oral sciences. I'm not 100 percent sure what you'd be able to do with it, but you know it, it's it's for that. Um, you know, that's the reason it's there. But at the end, as well as as you said, as well as getting the you know the bachelor's of dental surgery, we get a master's and to do to get that we have to do a research project which we start in our fourth year and then that's continued into our final year um and you can you get a supervisor from someone from the uni and usually it's in the form of a survey but you can kind of do like a lab-based practical research project and you do a proposal and you write it up um and you know i guess if you're interested in research and you, you know um it, it it is a big plus, um, and I know people have had their you know their final year projects published, so it's it's an opportunity for that as well. Nice, um, very interesting. Yeah, and then more about you know your own experience of studying at Leeds. So, what's what what have you enjoyed most about studying at Leeds? Yeah, I mean, I think. It's probably the same everywhere you go, but I think, and this is just general dentistry in general. I think it's it's the people really, because I think you know, you, you know, dentistry, especially dental students, they're generally you know nice. Everyone's fairly friendly, uh, outgoing, and you know, even like pretty inspirational. Everyone's like working hard, doing cool stuff. So you know, the people then generally on the dental um, degree, and even not in your year, just generally at the dental school. You know, you're going to meet some really cool people. Um, at Leeds specifically, our Densoc, I must say, is is really good. There's loads of kind of social um, events, and it's really e- easy to meet people, especially um, as a fresher. And obviously, it's been difficult with COVID, and that has probably been one thing that um, has really had an impact because there used to be, especially when we used to assist the second years, assisted the fourth years, third years, assisted the fifth years. There was a real like kind of everyone knows each other community spirit, and that has gone a bit, which is a little bit sad, but hopefully. They can bring that back, but still, even this year, I'm on the the um, dental committee, and um, I do think it is a pretty strong leads. I couldn't really tell you about other universities, but um, and then and also the tutors, um, which I think is really important. Uh, you know, a lot of them are really nice, kind, supportive people. I've had experiences; they'll make time for you, they'll answer your questions, and um, you know that it does make a difference when when you've got good tutors. And I think we do have some um, really good tutors here at Leeds. Yeah, for sure. I think it's really good that you mentioned that point about the tutors. Um, that's one of those things that you can't really establish until you're inside the university. Mm-hmm. Like, you really can't. And it's something that's never discussed because of that, because it's like, well, how am I meant to work out whether or not tutors are going to be good? But as yeah. you said, I, I totally agree. You know, the, the the active learning side of dentistry, which is this idea that, you know, you know, you can learn all the theory in the world. I can tell you everything about composite. But until I'm actually doing that in the patient's mouth, it, it's useless. So having tutors that are able to guide you with that clinical process is so important. Like, I, I can't stress that enough. And I think it's really good that you mentioned it, Adam, because mm-hmm. I don't think it's talked about enough, this idea that you need to have not only good teaching in terms of like lecture-based and, you know, tutorials, et cetera, but the person that's with you on the clinic actually supporting you when you're trying to do something. Because... That, that's how you learn is by actually doing the things like practically in the patient's mouth that, that's that's what i think at least i completely agree yeah and it is like it's ridiculously important i mean the the variation when you can speak to some of your friends and you've had one tutor and they've had another tutor and kind of the standards or what's expected or 
how the little details that they've taken and you know that you've kind of missed out on from having it not say a tutor is not as good but you know it, it does really impact um you know how you learn the quality of your learning your time on clinic and how valuable that is and i'm sure it's the same at kings there are tutors that people want to have and there's tutors that you want to avoid and you know you, you mm. can't really control that but it does make i think a big difference in the end yeah yeah definitely there's this thing i think like we've got talking about like having hawks and doves where you have like you know hawks are the you know like types of tutors are a little bit more critical they want like things in a certain way which gives you a, a certain learning experience which is interesting but mm-hmm. you know you need to have a bit of a thick skin <laughs> and you've got the doves who are really lovely and they just want to do everything n- nicely and that makes you feel better but then sometimes you don't learn as much so it's good to have a bit of balance between you know, the different teaching styles which i think is cool and kind of leading off of that from your experience from what you've seen at dental school if someone's applying like what should they be looking for what are the things you think that are the most important when applying for a dental school it's i think it's, it's a difficult question because i think it's going to be it's going to be different for, for everyone and what's what's important to them i think you know you, stuff like rankings and that i think it, it, it's it's not oh, yeah. not yeah <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> it's not it's not majorly i don't think it's majorly important to look at you no. probably think of you know what works for you if you like a, a campus type um environment what the, i know some units do like pbl or ebl learning and if that's going to suit you if you can do self-directed learning what the clinical exposure is like but i, I think generally most even though everyone, every uni goes, oh, we have early clinical exposure, pretty much every uni is yeah. going to have you in clinic by second year. So I mm-hmm. wouldn't really worry about that too much. And yeah, it's what, what is in your person, personal kind of works for you. And also, if we're being brutally honest, where you get your offers and where you get your interviews, yeah. um, because it's, it's ultra competitive, isn't it? Yeah, I, I've kind of got a philosophy myself, which is, I think you should definitely look at the teaching style and look at um, how the universities run, etc. But mm-hmm. I personally think, Every single dental school in the UK is going to give you a fantastic bit of education and you're going to have a great experience regardless. Yeah, there's little nuances between each one, but overall, like the actual teaching, you're going to come out as a dentist. You're going to be Dr. You know, Norton, Dr. Fakori, Dr. Elsayed, all right? You're Indeed. still going to be a dentist at the end of it. Uh-huh. In my opinion, and this is, you know, my thoughts, I think mm-hmm. the area is really important because at yeah. the end of the day, you're staying there for five years. And if you don't, even if the teaching is amazing, if you don't like where you're set, like bear in mind, your university life isn't, is mostly outside of university. It's actually what you're doing around university, the things that you're enjoying in your free time. And if you're living somewhere or you're at a university where you're not really enjoying that experience and that lifestyle, it's like, I don't know, is it really worth it to go to mm. the quote unquote best uni if you're not going to have an experience around it? Mm. Yeah, what do you guys I, completely, think? I completely agree. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. agree more really. I think, you know, th- there's, I think different unis will have different positives and negative points and different, even different parts of the country will, you know, have, have different vibes as well you know i think leeds you know it's kind of like like a north and south thing but you know the different parts of the country are more you know um and even like leeds i'd say has quite a party kind of city vibe to it and you know i guess other 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 places um not so much so yeah i think mm. the the part of the country you're living in it's it's five years and as you say your uni experience is a lot more than and what happens in the dental school and you do have to yeah. enjoy the, the the place you live yeah no i think that's a really really good point that you raised ferris and i think it's something that anyone listening to this podcast who's who's thinking of applying to to dental school should factor in when mm. you know choosing where to study 
But you know, yeah. it's good. It kind of it kind of leads us on to um, you know, the next question, which is I'll very quickly just say one last thing, just, just yeah. before we get off the topic. It's just um because I feel like there's a lot of people that are in a situation where they are fi- they're trying to find the quote unquote best university. Um and through that, as we've mentioned, like they think it's just you know, where's the best teaching? So we're not gonna be around the bush. King's was ranked as one of the best in the entire world, like a couple of years ago. But at the end of the day, if you feel like you're not going to have the best experience in London, it doesn't matter because that's the ranking based on a particular set of parameters. Those parameters aren't necessarily indicative of your experience there. So mm-hmm. I just think it's really, really, and I really want to drill this into people where, you know, stop worrying so much about, oh, I want to go to the best place. It's not where's the best university, it's where's the best university for you. Where are you going to have your best experience? And that's not just education-based, it's based on, you know, everything as a whole. Think of it holistically. So I just think that's really important because the amount of people that get super stressed about, oh, I need to go to the best place. And it's like, well, you know, every place is fantastic. Just focus on getting in and ensuring that once you're there, you have the best experience. So yeah, that's what I wanted to say, just to like kind of sum that up, because I think it's really important. And as dental students, I think everyone's like really academic and they're kind of thinking, oh, I want to go to the best of the best. It's like, I just don't think that exists. I think every university is fantastic. There's positives and negatives for them. Just need yeah. to find what suits you. So anyway, go on. I agree. No, just and just 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 saying that. Even I, I experienced. I remember I came to look around Kings, and you do kind of have that like, fault, like not kind of like FOMO, like oh, it's the shard, and look at this view out the thing and out the windows, and it's really fancy, and like you need an A yeah. star on the on the thing to get in, and you know I really want to go there, but then you need to step back and I'm like, you know, can I afford to live in London? Do I want to be that far away mm-hmm. from my family? Do exactly. I want to be in a campus uni? You know, what do it? You know, and what yeah. works for you? And, and don't kind of get as you say, too, too kind of too hung up on on less important things overall. Yeah, exactly. Mm. No, two two very good points there. Um, all right, so that leads us on to you know our next question, which is a bit you know about a bit more about you know deeds in general, like the area. Um, mm-hmm. So, is it is it generally a quiet area, or is it or is it quite busy? I mean, it's it's a city. It's it's kind of one of the major northern cities. The, mm. the dental school is it's about ten minutes walk from the city centre. There's there's always a lot going on. I mean, I'm I'm from not right in the centre of Manchester. I'm kind of like twenty minutes outside. But you know, I I prefer these to Manchester. I think it's it's a really nice city, and you know, you're not you're not going to be bored. It is there's always a lot going on. You're not you know you're definitely not in the middle of nowhere. You're you're in a you know a big yeah. city. Maybe not London, but um, it's it's still a there's, there's enough. City. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. And you touched on the nightlife, but you know what? What's it like? Is it is it quite of a party city or? or... I, I think that I think it definitely has a reputation for it. Um, either the kind of the student area in Leeds is is called Hyde Park, and you know there's there's probably a house parties every <laughs> other house. It's 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 uh it's pretty uh alive at night. And then uh, yeah, there's plenty, plenty of clubs and, and uh, bars and stuff. I mean, sadly, some of my kind of favourite ones shut down over COVID. But I think we're getting we're getting to the age where um, you ain't got time to be going out when you've got clinics at, at nine a.m. anyway. So I'm not I'm not too upset about that. Yeah, we're actually getting old, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then. Um... And then have you joined any societies at Leeds, you know, or is there any you'd recommend, any any cool societies you've heard of? Yeah, so, I mean, I I, well, I used to play squash, so I, I, in first and second year I was in squash society and I played for the team and 
Um, but I, I guess the main point I'd probably make about it is, is yeah, join non-dental societies, get out there, meet people outside of dental school. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, kind of just having like, just speaking to people who didn't do dentistry and getting outside of that, um, outside of that bubble. But I will say there's one which has just started up within the dental society and that's at Leeds, I think it's Leeds Muslim Dentists and I think that's that's quite cool just because, you know, I think a lot of the, the kind of dental stuff is, you know, going out drinking and, um, you know, they can, they, they can kind of organise events which are, you know, more mm. appropriate, which I think is, is good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's becoming more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say one big piece of advice is make friends you know, outside of dentistry as well. 100%. Especially, 100%. Especially future lawyers, um, just to cover your back. <laughs> See, this is why Robbie's it. Like, Robbie says the smart stuff. <laughs> Don't forget. But it is, it's, it's true. It is true. It's a sad reality, isn't it? It's like, it's actually, like, we're laughing, but boys, honestly, we need to get some lawyers. Oh, my God. No, but I really, really support that, Robbie. Just something to, like, add on to it. I'm sure yeah, I'd love to. Just, mm-hmm. like, dentists are great, and I love, like, dentistry and sweat. We're all lovely. Okay. But at the same time, like, sometimes it's just nice to see what else there is. Like, I, I, I don't want to be talking about teeth. I don't want to just, I just want to feel something different, have different conversations. Like, university is such a great explorative, like, um, like challenge and opportunity. It's like, why are you just re- limiting yourself to the people that you see every day? Like see people from different courses and mm-hmm. learn you know, new things. And I, I think that's like one of the beauties of going to university is that you get to meet so many cool people. Like honestly, the the range of people that you meet is, is fantastic. And yeah, and a lot of them are dentists, but also a lot of them aren't dentists. And that also means they can't just be medics as well, guys. Like <laughs> find something unique, please. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, no, it's, it's fun. But yeah, you do get sucked into it. Like I live with... Um, pool of a dentist and like mm. boom, like it's especially by the time you get into the later years and oh, a yeah, lot of people on three on three year degrees like the, yeah. you know your, even your initial flatmates or whatever and the friends yeah. you've made that they've all gone and left so you know the only, pe- the only people about are, are <laughs> dentists and you're probably going to be living with dentists and all you're going to talk about is what happened on clinic it's literally teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's really it's really uh <laughs> yeah, I think it's a habit. Even even though I know Robbie like really well, I feel like anytime I see him at uni, I'm like, oh, Robbie, what did you have today? Like, just at uni, oh, like, oh, what did you, what did you see? It's like, and I think quite like, why aren't we talking about something else? But it's just part of it's part of that 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 dental school yeah. magic. But yeah, no, great. Honestly, I think we've learned a lot about needs, and you know, kind of just to conclude everything, if you're applying to Leeds today, uh, or anyone you know that's applying to Leeds, what would you say the best piece of advice is for anyone applying to Leeds? I'd say I'd say if you're listening to this podcast, you're really doing the right thing because you you're getting you know the real kind of insight. So I'd say you know if you're interested in in coming to Leeds, message me. If you're interested in going to another uni, message if you can know someone at that uni, or if yeah. you guys are going to organise a podcast with them, listen to that podcast, mm-hmm. get kind of the insight from from the horse's mouth, as they'd say, and um, that that's that's the best thing you can do because. You have no idea what's going on at, at these unis until you speak to maybe probably not even one person, just a few people and yeah. get get their insights. So um I think, you know, you guys doing this, you're helping a lot of people and that that's really the best way to, to kind of find out. Yeah. I think it's the value of information. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you don't know until mm-hmm. and as Adam said, like you just have to ask a lot of people because everyone's had a different experience and that's the best way to learn. So yeah, that's that. Great. Okay. Great.
Um, so yeah, we have uh, one question that we like to ask every guest. So what is one tip you would give to people who are applying to dentistry at the moment? Yeah, I think I think for this one, um, I, it's, it's not. I don't think it's really good advice, but I'd, I'd say it's 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 not life and death whether you get in or not. Like if you could mm-hmm. get in, it's great, and if you don't, then you know you've got it's still an opportunity. You've got a year out. You can focus on yourself. You can grow, and you'll probably be a lot more ready to to do dentistry. You'll have had some really cool life experiences that the people who got in first time or whatever second time didn't have and it'll probably stand you in a lot better stead to do dentistry or you might figure out that you, you don't want to do dentistry um, and you'll save yourself five years um, and you know a lot of other problems so you know it, it's just have that year out and grow and if you know it just don't it's not all like so as as life or death and you know the end of the world as you think it might be if, if you don't get in first time Perfect piece of advice. Um, I think our listeners will really benefit from hearing that. Um, but yeah, just to sum up once again, we really appreciate you coming on um, and taking the time to chat to us about Leeds. And we hope our listeners have benefit benefited as well. I'm sure they have. Um, but yeah, again, really appreciate your time. No, thank you, boys, for inviting me on. It's been it's been uh, it's been fun. Yeah, and um, yeah, so thank you guys for listening to the You Know The Draw podcast. Um, Make sure you check out Adam's Instagram and YouTube pages um, over at Positive Smile Club for some amazing, interesting and insightful content. Yep, and to find out more about dentistry, the application process and stay up to date with the podcast, make sure you follow us at You Know The Draw podcast on Instagram and TikTok and at Faris Den on YouTube for all your dental needs. Thanks for listening. Peace out.